actually called milk inside of a bag of milk inside of a bag of milk. Not to be confused with the outside, which is this one. <laughs> it's going to get real confusing. Everybody buckle up. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And I am excited to have Amanda here. And I feel like I'm giving her too many recommendations all at once for San Diego. It's like when somebody gets here from Arizona, the land of sand and rocks, um, I'm just like, you got to go here. You got to go there. Uh, Saturday, we're going to go do this. Fucking. We got a lot of shit to do, dude. We Amelia do is one of the of worst to per- people to like get recommendations from because it's like, hey, do you want to gain thirty pounds in thirty days? Come <laughs> talk to Amelia. Yeah, you'll do it for sure. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, uh, tell everybody about yourself. Um, I travel all across the United States working in different labs and sometimes they're hospitals, sometimes they're private labs. I mostly deal with microscopes and all kinds of other stuff. I like to play video games, obviously. That's why we're all here. And um, I don't know. I have two cats. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're losing at the cat game. Uh, Chris has four and Nick has eight. So uh, No, we got rid of six of them. Oh, that's right. So you're down to two but cats. What I will say is Days is one of the first people that was ever nice to me in the DLG community before I was even ever a cast member. So welcome, Days. Thanks. And the last and the last person to be nice to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that just says something about our Discord. I think yeah. we have a great community. Yeah. Yeah. When Days, uh, it's great because usually when people are going to be on for the first time, I walk them through how we go. I'm like, she's listened to every episode. Like, wh- wh- there's no more. She knows it better than I do, probably, because I forget. So that's good. And let's just jump into it. Let's jump into it. All, All right. right. Start with On the Radar, games that have come to our attention recently. Um, first one I'm going to start with is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So the only reason I'm build, uh, bringing this one up is because they actually have a release date now. It's going to be April 5th of this year. And I don't know if they had a price before or not, but it is priced at $50, which is more than these Lego games typically are. But you are kind of getting nine games in one. That's the thing. Say, aren't you getting like a bunch of games in one? Yeah. Are you getting complete games or... Are, like I don't, there's so much I don't know it, about this. Well, you played the other the trimmed off fat versions, like the the other compilations, like the Harry Potter compilations. You're getting like the sixty percent game versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do go through the story kind of quickly. But have you guys played the uh, Star Wars, the other Star Wars Lego game? Yeah, I've played like Phantom Menace, and I've played uh, the next one after that, um, the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if those complete games are in this. Uh, uh, as a reboot, you know, or if it's just going to be a three levels, you know what I mean? There's a lot of questions. No, I think they're going to have all that in there. So what they did with the star Wars games, you go through them kind of quickly. It was the same thing with the Jurassic park, uh, Lego games. They have the entire movie in there, but it's like an abbreviated version of it. Although they don't really leave stuff out. I mean, you can get through star Wars pretty quick. If you watch those family guy, um, you you remember when family guy did all the star Wars episodes, (laughs) I mean, they crammed star Wars into what half an hour, 40 minutes. You can do it. The star Wars stories go pretty quick. If you just kind of speed through it. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be the nine, the nine, um, Skywalker movies. 
Uh, that'd be kind of cool playing through it all in one go like that. Uh, a little bit of other Star Wars news. So there was some talk that Fallen Order 2 is probably going to be announced on May 4th. It's looking like it. Um, they haven't made anything official, but a lot of people believe there's going to be an announcement in May. Chris, did you listen to the episode that you weren't on? Uh, no, I never listen to any episode I'm not on. It's uh. not good. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. That's my no. What happened? No, well, uh, Nick was just rampantly lying about everything because he didn't know there was nobody around to check him. <laughs> Dude, it was the best. I was like, I got a third nut. Emilio's 10 feet tall. It was the, the world's flat. I only bring it up because I'm pretty sure he announced uh, Star Wars Fallen Order 3 last week. So. Uh, God yeah. damn it, Nick. Uh, yeah. Did I, I, this, I talked to Nick about this because we were playing some For the King this week, but my Jedi Fallen Order save got deleted. Um, it, this is a really boring story. Right after you said... I know, I mean, right after I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's magically yeah. still there. Yeah. So it saves locally on your computer. Um, I was playing it while logging into the EA app. And then for some weird reason, I was like, you know what? I want to play some Battlefront. So I started installing Battlefront, but I can't get my Celebration Edition Battlefront unless I use the Origin app because that's the only one that Epic Games recognizes. I'm getting caught in the launcher universe uh. here, the launcher bullshit universe. So then I installed it in Origin and I loaded up Origin, which is EA's other launcher. And <laughs> so ridiculous. And then I noticed, oh, Fallen Order shows up there. Maybe while while Battlefront's downloading, I'm gonna play some Fallen Order. Through through Origin, Origin which yeah. overwrote. Which deleted my save. Oh. Yeah. And now you have to play on Origin every time you play. Uh, did you no. play? No. Now I can go I, I can go back and play on EA oh. to play Fallen Order. But I, I did that and my save was still gone. But you uh. can go. I just Googled like Jedi Fallen Order download saves. I had to do this for Doom 3. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I got a history with Doom 3. But um, they're, they're out there. But, yeah. you know, it, the character looks different. I got to redo the lightsaber. They chose different talents. It's not quite the same. You know, it's, but still, I, I, I want to beat that game just so I can say I, I beat it because I'm so close. It's like a shitty so. step kid. It just, you, that that Jedi doesn't feel right. Does it smell right to you? Yeah, it's not quite <laughs> like, the same. He's got right. a different poncho. It's just weird. <laughs> but it's kind of bullshit, though. It's like EA, make up your mind. Like EA app or the Origin app. Like, what's it going to be? Because wanna... there, there's a problem. Like, there, uh, uh, like I said, Epic Games won't launch um, Battlefront unless you have Origin installed, even if you have EA right. running. Yeah. So you've got to... And, or you can't run both simultaneously, so you have to turn off the EA app and then load the Origin one. And apparently, like, they like to delete save files and stuff. So I, there's some weird stuff going on there, and they need to figure it out. Let's uh, retroactively answer Zap's question from last week. Uh, it's the EA app, dude. Yeah, <laughs> for real. They just want apps inside of apps and yeah. launchers inside of launchers, yeah. dude. Yep. And so you have meta. games inside of games. Yeah, that's right. You so do. meta, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Collect all the info from all the people. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, wait, we haven't even started yet. Oh, yeah. I talked about the Skywalker. Oh, that's Skywalker right. Song. That's how we got down that road. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I mean, it's probably bought. We'll see what the reviews are like. I'm sure it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm actually, this is my most anticipated game this year. Yeah, for sure. Are you fucking so. kidding me? Really? Yeah. I mean, what else is there to look game? forward to? Dying Light 2. Dying Light 2. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, eh, I mean, 
it's going to be all right. You know, I think it'll be good. I guess that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, but I think it'll be good. Uh, I'm excited for the Lego Star Wars too, though. I think I might uh, get it on Switch, to be honest with you, because I do like the Lego series on Switch. But oh, nice, it should still be good. Lindsay likes the Lego series. She might, she probably check it out. It's yeah. funny because like they they have a formula, and they have a formula that works sometimes, and their games vary. What you would think that like they'd always be an even level or incrementally get better. But there's dips and valleys, strong dips and valleys in that series. I thought the uh, Ninjago one was fucking amazing. I was like, this is mm. awesome. I just assumed they kept getting better because I don't, I only check in with the Lego games uh, every once in a while. And I think the last one I really played was the Jurassic Park one. And that was, that was way better than all the old Harry Potter ones that I used to play. Yeah. Um, I think there's some bad ones in there, some stinkers. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so I can't. Let's can we switch uh, Christian and Amanda because I'd like to see her list and you don't count, please. Thanks. Uh, people. Uh, Nobody saves the world is a game from the Guacamole team, Bobby. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it's been a while. Like, yeah, have they been doing anything? What have they been doing? Right, <laughs> they've been making this like apparently. Uh, so this is an adventure game, top down. Uh, you go. You try to save the world, but you're nobody. You're a very indistinct uh, character, almost like a Casper the Ghost kite situation. And the whole thing is about, um, what do you call it? When you invade somebody's body, you take it over. Possessing. Possessing bad guys on the on the map and then using their abilities to solve the problem or, or beat up all the other ones. Uh, but apparently you some... Once you've done that once, I think you retain their ability. So then when you jump into the next one, you can kind of mix abilities from two different entities. Or there's some sort of uh, keeping the abilities from from the things that you possess. But anyway, it uh, looks super cute. I love the team. I love Guacamole 1, love Guacamole 2. Uh, this has a more cute, more cutesy, not as... Not as uh, no jagged edges. Like that's all Guacamole was. I loved it. It was all jagged. I loved their their aesthetic. Uh, this is more cartoony, but anyway, um, they have a lot of credit with me uh, because of the previous games. So I will be checking this out. Oh yeah, it's ninety one percent. Not a lot of people are playing this. Uh, Seven hundred twenty four reviews. So they probably it's sold not like, a lot. It's not a lot. Uh, but it only came out what two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. And the first Guacamole game came out in 2013. Yeah. It's been a while. If you haven't played that, pick it up. You can probably get it real cheap. Yeah. Great game. And this game is, let's see, Nobody Saves the World is 2250 right now. Yeah. On sale. Yeah. I mean, 91% is hard to fucking argue with. Yeah. Hmm. More on this uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. I'll get to it. Uh, oh. But man, it's like you have to wait for these game. Um, Game Pass dumps. Bobby, you just bought me a game. Um, oh, yeah. Two games. Uh, yeah, dude, two games. What was, man, I hate this shit. I know Wildermyth. I can't. Uh, tactile something? No, no. It's like Door. as a door. Oh, Death Store. Death Store. Death Store, yeah. Went over to Game Pass? Right there, front page. Oh, my Death God. Store. I know, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. Yeah. Um, but thank you. And then I also got you... Uh, Oh, yeah, ready or not. Yeah, ready or not, but that's not on there because you didn't play it because you don't care. No, no, I got to play that, but play that I didn't. Game. I wasn't going to have enough time to really get into it. I'm looking yeah. forward to that one, though. And, yeah, I would love to get on uh, on the Discord with some people and play that co-op 
That would be great. Cool. All right. Nikki? Oh, man. Please don't call me that. Uh, <laughs> so everyone knows that I uh, love Total War. Total War's coming out in three weeks. Uh, everyone thought that they were done announcing shit, but they left the biggest surprise for last. Uh, everyone thought they were going to announce the final legendary lord, and it was going to be Bellacor, which was like this big demon, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't. They are letting people build their uh, their own demon lord. And the reason why this is important, this is the first time in any Total War game that you can build your own character. Mm. Um, not only this, but there's over 2 billion different combinations that you can make with your legendary lord. Um, you can uh, change their left arm, right arm, each weapon that they have in each hand. They can dual wield, have two-handed weapons, change what kind of wings they have, their head, their chest, their legs. It's, the, the possibilities are endless. Um, That's not only awesome. That, they, yeah, it's, it's so fucking cool. Um, there's five different ways to play the Legendary Lord. You can devote it to a specific god, or you can play as Undivided. So the, in this trailer, as you're seeing, you're seeing how every Legendary can look, every Demon Prince can look if you devote them to a specific god. But even if you devote it to one specific god... If you if me and Emilio both choose a corn, for instance, we may not look the same because we just might choose different different shit Mm -hmm. because there's so many different choices and so many different body parts for each of the demon princes that like the possibilities are endless. Uh, Nick, are any is any faction more important or closer to the story than any other? So this so so (laughs) this. I was about to mention that. So this is this seems to be the main faction of the game. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it seems like the demons are getting more of the shit than everybody else. So it maybe so the they, main campaign is them. So no one thought that this was going to be a faction, but this is the demons of chaos faction, which you get no mortal units. So you get no cultists. You get no warriors. Um, so like. Berserkers of corn or anything, you get nothing but demons, but you get demons from every chaos faction. Mm. And the thing is, this so the story, uh, light spoilers, I'll say. So the story is that the god of the Kislev people, who's a giant bear, died. Uh, Bellacor is dead um, and wants to possess him. And the guy that killed him is uh, the character that you're playing in this for this faction. And this guy also wants to claim that bear soul. And so he can become uh, the next chaos God. Hmm. And so um, the game has a pretty interesting and unique story. It's completely different than uh, like any other, you know, Warhammer story. It's not like the books or anything. So games workshop gave them a lot of freedom and uh, I'm really, really, really excited to play it now. Like as if I wasn't really excited to play it anyways before, but this was really out of left field. It kind of got spoiled because of a Russian magazine, but uh, no one saw this coming at all. What's the countdown to release now? Uh, the seventeenth of this mo- of next month. So oh, next three month. weeks. Shit. All right, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck. Every time you talk about it, it's more cool shit. Yeah. This, so th- yeah. This is a so um, the last thing I'll mention is that 
They have um, announced that there is eight player co-op, hmm. which is un, un like never been done in any Warhammer game. And not only that, but everyone takes their turns at the same time, which is like insane. So for anyone who's a big co-op person, that's part of the game now. Chris, are you going to be picking this up? I will now, dude. I love the simultaneous turn taking. Um, I hated the old Total War. Wait for someone to do their whole fucking turn. I mean, it just takes you out of it, right? So, yeah, I'll be picking this up. Nice. Uh, can you turn yourself down a little bit? Oh, yeah, it's coming out on Gate Pass, too. So. Um, your updates. All right. So, uh, for mine, I've got Reverie Knight's Tactics. Um, it seems to be a interesting, like turn-based game. It's coming out in two days. It kind of reminds me of what I saw you playing earlier. Uh, Wildermyth. Wildermyth. Yeah. yeah. More on that when we get to the highlights. Um, but no, it seems like a, a really fun, cute, I guess, like kind of story. And I, and I like that. Like I said, that, um, everything is kind of like a strategy in a sense, you know, but turn-based, yeah, it's kind of like you're... Uh, the elves have been like pushed out, and so it's kind of the story of trying to save like the elven race in this storyline. But it's looks cool. Yeah, it's a uh, grid based kind of kind of like the old Advance Wars is what it looked like to me. Just like sh- straight tactics. When I was playing um, Wildermyth, I, I mean I'm playing the first level, so it's not super tactical yet. Um, but what I really enjoy are the tactics, the like higher ground and all this stuff. I, I've played a lot of games like this, so hopefully it's a good one. We'll see I when it so comes out soon. And then it's probably going to be our game of the week next week, so you'll definitely be hearing about this. Hmm. No price tag on the game yet. No, not not yet. Hopefully it's not a lot, but hmm. it does look um, interesting and pretty fun. I've always liked those turn-based tactical RPGs as well, so... I, don't know, I think the last one I played though was uh, South Park, <laughs> fractured but whole. Well, no, that it was the yeah, uh, stick of game. truth was the one that I think was. No, it was fractured but whole. That was the grid. Yeah, I liked that. Even even that's a fucking South Park game. That game's fucking amazing, man. Agreed. That was the second one. Yeah, the fractured yeah. but whole. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say that one. Butthole. I didn't know that it was name, it was grid based or it was turn based tactics. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because the first one was just a pretty standard RPG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the combat was turn-based, like a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't really uh, turn-based tactics. Huh, cool. All right. Uh, this next game, I just kind of noticed when I was on the Epic Game Store, I saw this game pop up called Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill in Slaps and Beans. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? What the fuck? I know. Well, first of all, the name. It just says slaps and beans, and <laughs> and then the combat looks like slaps and beans. It's a it's a brawler beat 'em up, um, right. akin to the old Super Nintendo and Nintendo games. Uh, you know, Golden Axe. What was the one with Axel and um, the kangaroo? Final fight. Or Not Final Fight. Um, Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage. Yeah. But it's also got other things, too. It's got this part in it that looks like RC Pro AM, you know. Uh, so it's got other game modes as well. Um, but I looked at this, and I, I read the description, and I saw the gameplay, and I'm like, that looks kind of interesting. And then as I read the description, it's like talking about it in a way like these were pre-existing characters that... Um, 
Something they else. made a game about. So then I, I started doing this research. <laughs> Who's Bed, uh, Bud Spencer and um, Terrence Hill? Terrence Hill. And apparently it's these two guys from, I don't know, like the 60s or something. That okay. These two Italians who just made all these action movies. And, you know, they're Italian movies, so they're not that good. Um, they, they Whoa, like dude. Yeah. Whoa. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, Take that an entire country. <laughs> I do not like Italian so movies. Italians. I know, man. It's crazy. Movies. But they dub over their audio a lot. But, yeah, so they, they made all these movies, and they weren't, like, big stars or anything. They're just, like, two guys who just made all these movies. And um, and now there's, like, a video game about them. And, like, you know, I know movies pretty well, and I've never heard of these guys. So I was immediately intrigued. Like, okay, I kind of got to check this out now. I got to watch some of these movies, and I got to play this game. What are the reviews like? Well, there aren't that many of them, but they're fairly wow. positive. Yeah. Yeah, 92%, dude. Yeah. Over 1,000. Pretty good. I'd be interested in... Yeah, pretty good. 92, we got to say, is very good. Well, it's only, what, 700? It's 1,000. Well, it's 1,100. Still okay. 8%. Oh, yeah. It's pretty okay. good, dude. Yeah, yeah but 8%. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know, because I feel like this could be the thing where people are just like upvoting it because, you know, it's um, they're big fans, they're of, big fans of, Ter- <laughs> of slaps and beans. You know, it was my favorite game creator, Terrence, Terrence Hill. <laughs> and they're just big fans. Dude. They're like, finally, we get we get the game. Nick, tell me the title of this game without fucking laughing. <laughs> I can, dude. It's so hard. It's too many words. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. Uh, Bobby, do you good. know where the bean where the bean mechanic comes in? I have no you, idea, dude. I like, have no I, idea. It's Damn, I see the slapping. I just don't see the beans. Yeah. They flick the well, which one slaps and which one's beans? Because one of them's like a big guy, you know? Like this looks like it this is like the Italian version of Bobby and Emilio here. Yeah. Like it's, one of them's like a big hairy guy, and the other one's like the, just. By the way, those names don't sound Italian at all. No, no, maybe they're stage names. I don't know. But what I'm worried about <laughs> is that this is just—it's a brawler beat 'em up, which I loved these games when I was a kid. But now every time I go back and try to play one of these games, I get bored within an hour. Yeah, even because, the good ones. Are... Yeah, they're just really repetitive. Uh, although you did beat um, Double Dragon mm-hmm. Neon Genesis. Yeah, and that one still was not like super great, but it had a really good like it was some sort of block or counter me- mechanic that gave you like some special ability that you charged up. So that was really cool. And that was, you have to have something like that in these brawler beat 'em ups that that make it a little more challenging and engaging. Otherwise, it's just button mashing. Constant and they were funny, it. right? It was funny. Um, which well, one? Uh, Double Dragon. Oh, they the Double for? Dragon. Yeah, I mean, it kind of had a humorous side to it. Not yeah. like super funny, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's twenty bucks. Maybe I'll check it out. I'm not sure. <laughs> so th- this is the filmography of of these two guys, Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer. God forgives Ace High, Boot Boot Hill, Boot Hit, Double Trouble. Go for it. They made a lot of movies, man. That's like that's like twenty movies there. I wonder if they put I'm... themselves in the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. They were oh. the main characters. Oh okay. Yeah, and <laughs> they made a lot of them from like the '60s on to the late 70s oh wait even okay, wait. up to the his 90s. real name is mario yeah <laughs> there we mario. Go. yeah okay <laughs> if the other guy's luigi this goes a whole new level that game. That's a good oh one. my yeah. god it's full circle it's, too much. Here. it's yeah. too much uh, all right well that was the greatest thing that's ever happened um my next game is called dwerve 
it it is uh it's fucking cool what a it's a genre combining game um so it's a dungeon crawler but it's a tower defense so you're going through these dungeons and then the thing about tower defense is you stay still you're protecting one thing but this you're dungeon delving so you're going forward and you have to quickly deploy things when bad guys are coming coming at you so it's like rapid fire problem solving um because it's only for the one, that one wave of bad guys and then you keep going so it's hmm. interesting i've never played a tower defense where you're trying to progress through a level um so i like i like both of those genres and now this it's a cute little uh cute little graphics has everything it needs um yeah i'll be taking a look at this coming out this year sometime hmm. that's a cool idea it is a cool idea all right uh, the Minds Beneath Us. That's right, yeah. So this is a really fascinating, it seems at least fascinating to me, a, um, a visual novel. Very story-rich, like sci-fi kind of thriller. It seems a little spooky, I guess, in a way. You're kind of investigating what's going on and like how to get out and maneuvering through things. Like I know that you can play a demo right now uh, for it. And I played a little bit of the demo, and it was kind of like you woke up in a hospital, and you have to use clues and stuff around the environment that you're in to unlock ways to getting out of the hospital. And there's like kind of all this mystery to it. And as you'll see through my highlights, that's kind of been my, my theme this week. So I was like thinking a lot of, uh, investigative kind of story rich games. And so this one, um, was brought to my attention. There's no release date, but like I said, there is a demo that kind of shows you a good chunk. And I just, I really like the atmosphere of it. The and aesthetic I think is great. Yeah. The aesthetic's really nice. I'm a sucker for, good artwork in a video game and so it seems very fascinating so i'm looking forward to seeing that when it comes out cool so when you say atmosphere cool. just the looks or there's a nice soundtrack too or did you the soundtrack was kind of decent yeah. yeah um i noticed that with a lot of the visual novels and text they kind of do like a really weird like boop, 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 when they talk oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah and that's how always kind of how goofy, much are these but... games usually uh oh they range like um some of the ones that I've played, like I've seen them as cheap as like two or three dollars or as much as like four. They're typically like underneath 15 bucks, I think. Yeah. Seven ninety nine. So, mm-hmm. Right around there. Yeah. Right around seven yeah, to ten dollars. Like, you're not paying 60 bucks for these things. Oh, no. God. No, absolutely not. No, they're just fun. Yeah, like, I got to find stories. out what happens to Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So that wraps up on the radar. I, let me do my wrap up right now, I guess. Uh, do you have them somewhere, Chris? Do you wrap oh, yeah. up each section? Yeah. Cause, uh, well, no? I like when Should you do it at the end, dude. Come okay. on. Let's do it at the end. Okay. Yeah, it's like side effects for the drug advertisements, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Might cause a stream addiction. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about the games that we have been playing. So yeah. Nick and I have been playing For the King. For the King. Yeah. Well, I should say King. Nick and his wife, Leslie, and I have been playing because we talked about this last time. It's really hard to play this game single player or even two players because you have three characters and you can't just play one character. You can go into a game with one character, but the enemies are just as difficult. So you'll get killed pretty quickly. Um and it's really a pain to just manage three inventories and all that. Like I found that I was just trying to rush it a little too much when I was doing that. Um, we have, I, I think we're a little bit further or we have made it about as far as I've ever made it in this game. So we're, we're doing pretty well here, but 
what I noticed is everything was pretty easy for us right up until we got to the point where we fought this devil guy who's pretty difficult. And it the same thing kind of happened in my single player playthrough. I got to this devil guy, everything was going fine. And he just annihilated me just the dungeon and then him because you got to go through the dungeon and then fight him. Yeah. So it, I, so he, he's a DPS check really. And like a, like he, he is straight up a, 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 a DPS and a health check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've looked it up. He, um, yeah, he'll take your lunch money. <laughs> so is that the oh. end of your run? That's how you guys start from scratch after that, right? Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a roguelike and it's, it's definitely one of the roguelikes where like each run is like four and a half hours. Cause me and Leslie and Bobby, um, just on Friday, we played three and a half hours straight. And then our first, our first night we played two and a half hours and that's, that's just one run, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you can, and, you, you can save halfway through that and yeah. pick it up later, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. Um, the thing is Leslie has been carrying us on our, like on her fucking back, dude. I'm surprised he's not complaining about like back pain, dude. <laughs> so she has an item which she's gotten since like level seven and I think we're level nine right now. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like up talking this item. I'm like, look, man, this thing's really good. Like, don't sell it. Like it's really good. And they're like, okay, I get it. And we finally get to the point where we're like looking at item prices and Bobby buys the sword for 210 gold. And we see the same item that Leslie has in the store and it's worth 300 gold. And she's like, holy shit. Like, look how much it's worth. I was like, yeah. This do? Thing? Well, I think what makes it so powerful, first of all, it's a it's a tome or a book, so it's like a, a weapon that, a, yeah, she's like a, a, a scholar. A yeah, like a mage character. But it allows her to cast three different types of spells, like a lightning, frost, and a, I don't know, like a fire or something, which is really it, good because sometimes enemies have resistances. So right. if you, like, go full fire mage and they're fire resistant, you're kind of screwed. Mm. But the frost one is really powerful because if you... If the character is frozen, if they have that stat, then they take 25% increased damage. So it's just a great opener. Just hit them with the frost, and then, you know, they just take a ton more damage. Do you think maybe you guys got a little ahead of yourselves because things were so easy because of that, and then you weren't ready for that boss? we got beat up by some emo kids, and (laughs) by that, I mean, we got beat up by some vampires. Yeah. Um, Bobby got hit, and they caused, like, a bleed, and apparently they have, like, a super bleed, because normally when you bleed, you take, like, six or seven damage. Yeah. And Bobby took 25 damage from bleed. And we were just like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? They must have hit an artery. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm we a pretty tanky guy, too. Like, yeah. I, I'm doing like a full tank build. Um, there's a few little things about this game that I feel like could be improved. The um, There's not a lot of clarity. It desperately needs tool tips. I don't mm, think I disabled yes. that anywhere. But I'll get a new weapon. And every time you get a new weapon, you get like a different array of attacks, basically. And it'll say like repost or parry. So like, okay, cool. What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, right. I, I know generally what, what repost and parry mean. But within but the parameters yeah, of within this the, game. Yeah, like what exactly does that mean? So I'll have to just Google it and look it up on there like for the King Wikipedia. And that isn't always very helpful, too. Um, but the, it was difficult for me to figure out some of the mechanics to this. I eventually picked up on a lot of them, but it's just not very clear. There might be something in the settings where you can go to and look it up, but still, I feel like some of that would be super helpful in a tool tip, which you can eventually disable when you, when you know the game. And 
and there's also just some things that aren't clear when you're trying to use portals and move around too. We had a little mishap with a portal. <laughs> and a tool tip, it, it seems like a just a an easy thing. Should we put tool tips in a game? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. It'll take one well, day. Especially a game like this that just has so many things because I even in the the For the King wiki, I wasn't able to find what Perry does. Exactly. This game always confuses me, dude. I've I've never really understood the mechanics of how this game is played. Mm-hmm. Uh probably because I always play it by myself too. Well, the other thing that's really strange, this isn't like a huge complaint, but there's no dual wield in this game. That seems very bizarre to me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so there there's definitely some tooltip things and then there's also like some like I I want to say bugs. So normally when you use something like a portal scroll, it'll show you like the AOE of where you're going to like place the portal. But for Leslie, when she used her like uh, create like a portal where you can go back and forth, because there's a difference between teleportation scroll and portal scroll. She like she was like, oh, I didn't even realize that I activated the scroll because it didn't show me the area of where I was deploying it. And so she just deployed the portal school right. I mean, the portal right next to her, so it was effectively useless. And we were like, "Oh, I did, like we didn't know if that was like a bug or something." But yeah, there's just a lot it, of things in this game that are not clear, and it's all unfortunate because it's wrapped up in this like really good conceptual. Game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the game is actually really good, despite what what I'm saying about it. I think it's a really good game. You know, I was even researching something because I didn't quite understand how the the taunt worked. If you have a shield, it usually has an enemy taunt ability, uh-huh. and I couldn't really figure out what exactly the the taunt does. First of all, you have to roll on it. So the taunt is a stamina check, and there's two rolls, and you have to get a success on both of them for it to be a, a successful. Um, for it to actually do the taunt. Right. But I didn't know, does it taunt everybody in the party? Or do, how long does the or... taunt last? Uh-huh. Like, does it, and it, it, there's some text about it, like blocking some damage. And I was researching this and I found something where the developer actually uh, responded to somebody in one of the Steam forums explaining some details on the taunt ability. And I just feel like, man, if you got to like explain in the Steam forums, yeah. like, that's something that needs to be addressed in game. Yeah, for it's sure. Fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, you're definitely missing some uh you're definitely missing some points there. Yeah. But um, it is it is a great game. And what's crazy is we're we're really just scratching the surface. So this is like we're playing the general for the king campaign. There's like the yeah. frost adventure, which I played just a little bit of. I died pretty quick because you constantly take like like cold damage. Dam- yeah, cold damage. Uh so it's a little more difficult. There's a ton of DLC for this. Even I don't even have any of the DLC and there's still like like, I don't know, six other free LC game, too, yeah. game versions of it. There's characters I haven't unlocked. Like, I've spent so much time in this game, and we're just scratching the surface. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. that's great. But yeah, you need three players. You need exactly three people to play this game. <laughs> co-op, no no co-op. more, no less. Co-op roguelike, man. Fucking long-term co-op roguelike. Mm-hmm. Like, that's oh, great. Yeah. It might be the only one that I can, it's the yeah. only one I can think of. Yeah, I mean, you obviously Binding of Isaac, but you only play Binding of Isaac for an hour two maybe but yeah it's not you'll that you'll do many runs within those two hours this is one game's three hours that's kind of cool that's that's a let's do this friday nights or something you know i mean mm-hmm. and you know what, what it really doing. feels it's like, like it, it almost feels like divinity like on a much lower level yeah like this is not nearly yeah. the complexity it doesn't have the the dialogue and the writing and the voice acting and like all that really cool stuff that divinity has but like the bones of this feels like divinity so, speaking of Divinity, uh, Wildermyth uh, reminded me a lot of uh, Divinity because it's co-op. I didn't know this. Um, you can get, hmm. like, six players, 
and you could all control your one character. Um, so this, this got RPG of the year from PC gamer. It is a story. Uh, the idea, the story is that it's a storybook and you're like reading through the storybook and it's being written as the adventure going on. So it's not really like a story being told to you. You're living through the story and it's progressing. And there's a lot in between um, areas. Every time you go to a new area, it's randomly generated, but there's a vignette, uh, tiny little story. Like, 15. Isn't that how the never-ending story worked? What do you mean? The movie. Like he's reading the book and then he finds out like oh. he's actually creating the story. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Um, and so since it's it's story-based but it's randomly generated means that like when you go to another, another little section of the map, a little vignette plays, that is random. And, and so like it's just a little, it's a little thing that happens. Like somebody might find a gem or whatever you go through a little choose your own adventure do you want one two or three and so that selection will um will have something to do with that tile that you're on so you're about to raid some monsters and then right before then you had an argument with one of the other characters you might go in with more strength because you're pissed off at the other guy or the other guy's the other guy's sad, so his fucking armor's low because you picked the wrong thing or whatever. It's just all these little things that just add a little flavor to the game, and that's really nice. Um, combat is tactical turn based, uh, grid grid base, and you you have your standard warrior. You have a, a roguish um, uh, like arrow guy, a ranger, uh, but the mage he works uh, differently than most games. He like connects himself to an item in the room, and then I, I, those items have abilities. So a table will have an ability called splinter. So it basically explodes, and the splinters do damage in an area effect. Or like a statue, will you can kind of like impale somebody with the statue, or you know, on and on. Uh, a fireplace, you can throw the fire from the fireplace onto a bad guy and catch him on fire, uh, stuff like that. So he's always doing, looking at the environment. So those are the three, but I have six slots in my, in my, um, in my team. So I can get a lot more people. Also the into game time is, I mean, punishing dude, like, um, moving two tiles is like 40 days. So when I started the game, my characters were 20 years old and now they're like 25. That was like an hour and a half. And so I don't know if like their kids are going to be something or if I'm just going to have to keep getting younger people in or I don't know what happened. Um, And the not only is each little tile you go on to its own little vignette story, I believe the adventures are like segmented adventures, I think. So. I'm at the boss right now. When I beat him, I think that's it for that story. I don't think those characters are going to go into the next game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to select new characters for the next game and then go through that whole thing. So, you know, if you're playing with friends, you can select like a short, a medium or a long adventure. And then it's all randomly generated through there. So it's like, it's like a little D and D, uh, capsule and you could just self-serving whatever size you want and it'll just write it all out for you. 
It's pretty fucking oh, awesome. That's cool. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Uh, as I was playing it, I was like, oh, I'm finally going to get my D&D fix. Like, this is going to be my D&D fix. This is it. Because it's like movement, two actions, and a bonus action. It's like, oh, yeah, it's fucking D&D, you know? Cool. So, so far, great. I, I really like it. Mom, I want D&D. We have D&D at home. D&D <laughs> it's not the home. same. It's always weird when games do that, uh, like the the clock, like they have the time running or years pass. Mountain Blade does that, where they have um, like time time moves on as you play the game. And a lot of uh, like city builders do that too. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like, no matter what, I always feel like I'm behind schedule, and I'm just like, how does the game adjust for that? Because I feel like, like in the case of Mountain Blade, I feel like it's going to be like like 2013 by the time I get things going here, you know, I'm still going to be marching around on horses. Yeah. Finally got my army up and running yeah. and my kingdom going. And it's, and it's the future. You're going to be riding a horse. There's actually a checkbox that you check in mountain blade, whether or not you want birth, uh, birth and rebirth, where essentially you keep your character and like you, you are born again as the same character and you keep all your stats and everything, mm-hmm. or you want to have your kids and you take your kids stats and everything. Or you hmm. just, like I said, you just uh, rebirth. Yeah. So yeah. The other game that I always cool. think of that does that is, well, God, I just forgot it. Um, Tropico, the Tropico mm. series. They start you out in like the 60s, I think. And then like years pass as you go through, go through I feel, the game. I feel like you're going to be playing Mountain Blade uh, and fucking you're going to be in one village and like bell bottoms are going to be in style and shit. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> a plane passes by. By the time I finally get like, my big army together, I roll over and they got tanks. Um, yeah. So, uh, Days, you got list of shit. I do, yeah. Uh, I want to start, though, with uh, milk outside of a bag of milk outside of a bag of milk. Uh, Why you, wouldn't you? Yeah, right? <laughs> and so I heard of this game originally from you, Emilio, talking about it. And I was curious about it, so I went looking for the the free one, which is the first one, which is actually called Milk Inside of a Bag of Milk Inside of a Bag of Milk. Not to be confused with the outside, which is this one. <laughs> it's going to get real confusing. Everybody buckle up. Um, <laughs> is it roguelike or roguelite, though? <laughs> Neither. It okay. is a beautiful visual oh novel. By beautiful, I mean the graphics are absolutely horrible, and sometimes you don't know what's going on. But what is great, I think, is the story it's uh it's one of the weirdest things uh, i think i've ever played in my life um but i totally agree with the overwhelming positive reviews because it's incredibly fascinating for starters uh it was created by it's a one-woman show like there's a woman nikita i don't know what her last name is um but she yeah nikita Nikita Kruikov. She came up with the story. She designed it all. She coded it all. She did everything. She developed it. So I thought that that was kind of neat because I haven't really heard of a one man show since Stardew Valley, and definitely not like a woman doing it completely. I've never as well. heard of a, yeah, a so single woman making a game. That's a great. single woman made the whole game, and so um, at least I'm pretty sure it's a single woman. Maybe <laughs> I'm misgendering, but still one one person. Uh, but what's cool about the game, I think, is that I feel like it's a pretty decent dive into the struggles of someone that's mentally ill and like taking medication. Mm. And so it's really fascinating. You are essentially her subconscious and she's kind of working through Mm. this anxiety of going out to uh, the grocery store, at least in the first one, the anxiety is growing out to the grocery store to buy a bag of milk. Um, And which if you're 
not from America. That's normal. But in America, you don't buy a bag of milk. <laughs> so that might be a funny enough yeah. thing for you anyway. But there's some really good humor. You, oh, what? I was about to ask you, like, you've been around the United States. Have you ever seen a bag of milk anywhere? Oh, I have. Where? They, uh, when I was in middle school. Yeah. One day. They just started serving milk in bags. It was, <laughs> really? Really it was a terrible idea. You're basically yeah. handing a bunch of kids well, like a water yeah, balloon. A projectile. Yeah. yeah, of milk. Yeah. Oh, gross. No, yeah. I've only seen uh, bags of milk as soon as I went into Canada. Like, yeah, um, from yeah. Windsor to Toronto. But I wish I could go back to that fucking uh, that boardroom meeting, that, that PTA meeting where it's... What do you want to do? Are you guys stupid? I just slap them, slap them all. No, I mean, it's cool. You can customize your little milk holder, dude. You know, you can get put some flowers on it or something. <laughs> I don't know, dude. So anyway, back to the milk outside. Speaking of bag of milks and the obsession with milk um, in this game, the second one, the milk outside of a bag of milk outside of a bag of milk has this amazing hilarious moment in it that i just thought was perfect and really uh describes and encapsulates this whole game which is like there is this uh personification of her anxiety i think in this very creepy creature right there if you click on that picture uh christian that's it that's what the thing looks like oh really quick sorry you're the subconscious are you helping her or are you against her you're kind of doing both which i think is fascinating because like you fuck with her sometimes you'll be like god you're so annoying and she'd be like why are you saying that to me but then you help her out and so there's this moment that is i think hilarious where this creature thing is holding her arm and it's like say it with me i will not drink the milk and you have to say it like three or four times and then you're like i must take my medication and then your only prompt is here have it with a glass of milk and then she flips out and goes no and it like spirals in this whole like weird thing and it's hilarious (laughs) but at the same time i think that there's a really amazing uh like kind of dark and deep tone to this of like i said just kind of the struggle of your thoughts when you're undergoing medication and having mental health and like i really resonated with a lot of the struggles that she had as well so i thought that that was really cool and really thought provocative and this was definitely a kind of game where i was thinking about a lot afterwards and i think it's 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 a super trippy game did you finish it yeah oh yeah how short is it an hour it's short i mean this game took uh, i think the very first one and it the first one's free the milk inside of a bag of milk inside of a bag of milk Mm -hmm. is free uh and that took like 20 minutes and then this one the sequel took uh, probably less than an hour, but there's this amazing cyclic kind of thing that it does where once you finish it in the first one, it just automatically continues. Whereas in the second one, you can select to continue and it's essentially the exact same thing with the tiniest changes, mm. which I think is actually amazing and really goes to in me. Maybe this is me looking too much into it and being all like ah, meta and shit. But like, I thought that it was, it's perfect because when you're dealing with mental health and you're trying to find like a routine and stuff that works, it can feel so repetitive. Like you're going through the same spiral of bullshit that has just a tiny change to it, you know? And, mm. but at the same time you uncover and you find out more and you find out more. And there's just all these themes in this game in both the first one and second one where they really focus on, uh, a cyclic nature of things and just constantly cycling. And it's really a, like self-aware. The uh, the writing in this is really self-aware and it has this like fourth wall breaking of it at one point where she's like, yeah, the first time I got through this, I was, I was a visual novel protagonist. And now mm. this time I think I want to be a point and click adventure kind mm. of protagonist. <laughs> and they yeah. say that in there and it's like, it's, <laughs> I love that. It's fantastic. 
So I definitely recommend this game if you're into like visual novels. It's weird. It's a weird trip. It's kind of creepy, but really hilarious at times too. I didn't know that people were listening and picking up games that I was talking about. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. And yeah. thank you for saying the whole name every time of both. I thought yeah, that, dude. That was, that was a strong and I think correct decision. Yeah, absolutely. How could you not play a game that's as obnoxious sounding as milk outside of a bag of milk outside of a bag of milk? And the whole game is about being outside of the bag of milk, but being inside of the bag of milk and being outside of the milk and getting the bag, right? Whoa, dude. Yeah. Uh, so I continue to play Vampire Survivor. Uh, I'm just unlocking things, new characters, new powers and stuff. And it's fun for a few minutes every day. Um, so I was like, hey, Days, I want you to play it so you know uh, what I'm talking about here. Goes on to have the best run I've ever seen. Her first try. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like uh, I was telling her, it's like I was like, hey, try this dart game. And she just throws bullseyes the whole time. I've been working at it for years. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, she had a really good run. Uh, got me a bunch of gold. Uh, and then she said she didn't want to play it anymore because it no. sucks. Well, it's kind of boring, but it's all right. <laughs> I think it's I think it's worth like the, what, $3? Yeah. But I feel like you just play it once and you're like, yeah, okay, cool. Move she's on. Like, she's like, this is really easy. I'm like, no, it's it not. <laughs> no, it was easy. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I have to say. You're about just it. not a very good vampire survivor, I dude. Am, you got to get not, more garlic. I have to get more garlic. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts on Sue's Rain? Uh, I thought the game was kind of cool. I've definitely got quite a theme of story-based stuff this week, and Sue's Rain was no different. Um, it's very political. I think Christian would also be a good person to jump in and talk a bit about this. Uh, I, sorry, buddy. I don't agree with the game of the year selection <laughs> with this one, but it, I didn't think it was bad. I just, I don't know. I like that there's like three choices typically with like everything. And I love that they had the, uh, you know, history channel kind of timeline at the top as you progress through the story. Um, but I don't know. It was, it was neat. I liked the artwork of it. It reminded me of like vector art in the background where there's like a really pretty background and then just black images of people, you know, like when you were in the war, like they showed like two soldiers with like a background of multiple colors and stuff. And it was, I thought it was kind of neat. What did you think, Christian? Uh, I love this game. I feel like the best thing about Sue's reign is when we're looking at history, a lot of the time it'll be like, the United Kingdom did this or the United States of America did this thing, but there's like people behind all those decisions. And this game puts you behind one of those people. And like halfway through the game, uh, like your son is rebelling against you and your daughter wants attention, but like shit's going down, man. And you need to pick where to devote your time. And like your wife has these, um, feminist things she wants to do in the country. Um, but, your key political allies hate that. So it's interesting balancing all these personal um, obligations and then trying to make the best decision possible for the most amount of people. And uh, apparently there's like 12 endings to the end of this. So I've only done two. I don't know. What, what ending did you get? Um, I didn't get to the end. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Wow. Sorry. I lost steam uh, rolling through it, but I do like, I do agree with you. I really like that they kind of humanized. Oh my God, Amelia, what are you doing to me? Uh, no, I, I really like that they humanized history. Cause you're right. Like history is always taken from a very fact, very like, this is what happened. And, uh, it's, it's nice to see, the people behind it and really put yourself into their shoes. And so I agree with that, but I will have to go back and finish it. I did get pretty far though. I got close and then I was like, ah, I want to play some game deck. So 
yeah, I'll have that's to go fair. back. That's fair. It's definitely like super slow paced too. A mm-hmm. couple times I was like, okay, I need to go to go to bed here. Like, cheers, cheers. I'm so glad I have somebody to drink with. <laughs> okay, well, I can't. Get, somebody will audibly laugh at my jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> what is Game Deck? Or did you talk about it already? I haven't talked about it. Okay, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, buckle in. I love this game. This game is. I think amazing. I left the room because uh, even listening about Sue's Rain is fucking boring <laughs> to me. So, uh, yeah. Well, a game that is certainly not boring, I think, in any capacity to me is Game Deck. Uh, this is this game is very much a like RPG where choices matter, and it plays and reminded me at times of Divinity: Original Sin Two, which is one of my most favorite games. It reminded me of Disco Elysium. It's definitely a very big text-heavy reading. The thing that I do kind of wish that they had was that I always liked in Disco Elysium that they would at least start the conversations with voice acting, right? whereas they don't have it here. It's just all text. But what's Mm -hmm. really cool about here is you're an investigator who is uh, like a game detective. That's where I think Game Deck comes from. And so your whole premise is that you are going into these VR games. They call it Vertrillium. You go into these VR games to kind of solve what's going on. And certain things that kind of seem like a glitch or a loop end up like completely unraveling into like all these different kind of stories. And there's so many different ways to play the game. Uh, I went with a low city tinkerer where I was more prone to finding cheats in the games which kind of helped out a bit because mm. like there was so there's <laughs> very much like How have milk. I never heard of this. Is that the official name of the class? Tinkerer? Yeah. Just kind of goofy, <laughs> That's a D&D. but <laughs> That's a D&D t- uh, class. Oh. You've uh, never heard of this game? It was on this podcast like twice. That's really? actually how I heard it. Yeah. Never heard I heard crazy how the these things happen yeah. from you guys. <laughs> I heard it. I think I heard it before. From, from Sniper. So each little um each game you go into, is it a different story? Yes. Okay. And it's different. And the HUD is different. The HED is different with each one, oh, which is shit. really cool. So there's like four games inside of this game. And so just like milk inside of a bag of milk inside <laughs> of a bag of milk, this is a, a video game, like a VR game inside of a VR game that is not VR, but feels VR in the way that they kind of have the atmosphere of it. The music's nice and it changes as well. Um, some of the games are much more fun than other ones. There's like a game, or at least in my opinion, opinion um there's like a game that you start out with and twisted and perverted where you can't get this 17 year old kid to come out of his like vr couch because that's how they have them is they're essentially couches and so you have to make all these deductions and that's kind of what you were just seeing like who shot him yeah that's that uh screen right there is all the different deductions where you have to make decisions based on all the data and things that you've learned of what you think happened And they completely change the whole course of the game and people that you interact with and deal with. And uh, there's so many ways to play the game. So I can't wait to go back and play in a totally different way. It took me about 12 hours, I think. Um, And some of the games inside of the game I did not like. So I just sped through them. Like one of them's Harvest Time. It's basically like, I don't know, it reminded me of RuneScape and I was not here for it. It was all like saloon and woo shootouts. But then again, I, you know, I spent three months in Arizona and very yee town. So like, (laughs) yeah, like I was sick and tired of the Western shit. So like, I just like sped through that. But I've never um, heard yee as 
as an adjective, but I knew exactly what you fucking yeah. meant. Yeah. <laughs> like that old mining town, and you know they got the saloon, and yeah, and so that that's it's usually a ha after we. I think yeah, right, 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 right. yeah, exactly. But ha ye, ha ye, that's right. But like, it, for example, that one that, that I thought was cool was that your HUD was all old Western saloon style, and it showed you whether you had a gun or not. It had a little sheriff's badge on it, so they completely change it up for each game inside of them. And is there combat? Uh, no, not really. It's, it's a lot like Disco Elysium where like the only time that somebody's shooting some or somebody is when it's in, involved in the story. In the story. Yeah. So, but that's kind of cool. Like actually in the harvest town. So that picture that you have up right there shows harvest time. And you can see that HUD that I was talking about with the sheriff badge and how much money and stuff you have. Each one of those is different depending on what game you're in. And so like in the sheriff one, you do have a duel where you shoot somebody, but you can do different things. You can access like your programmer skill and program a lag into him. So that way he has a lag in the game when you go to shoot the, sh the other person that you're versing and or there's this one that's called um the knight's code i think that's a game inside of it and you would like grind to craft it's like a crafting base one or you could be like oh you know what i unlocked being a cheater fuck this and just like instantly beam to like the end level <laughs> of it which is really neat so you finish the game or you finish the demo I finished the game. Yeah, I bought oh, the game shit. and I beat it. Yeah, I got. And you're I gonna win. play it again. Yeah, I'm gonna play it again. That's it's, a lot. It's uh, yeah. I don't play games again usually. I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't like playing them again at all. Oh, that's a strong uh, Which is why I don't like roguelikes. But yeah, this this game to me was awesome. The storyline's fantastic. I keep like it was one of those games where as soon as I got off, I was like, oh man, like Thinking what if about it. what if I would have saved this yeah. guy? Like what if I what if he shot me? Like there were genuinely parts in the game where I did and found all the data and had. all all the information and it'd be like well who shot this person i'd be like man i don't know like i don't actually really know yeah. and and so it would oh, it's dude, so much better when you game. you know that the que the the answers have so much or have real repercussions they, as, a, yeah. as opposed to like when like bobby was talking about a game last week i think where you're like i don't think it even matters oh uh banner lord doesn't matter what you say to them like you tell mm -hmm. them you yeah tell some them. of the dialogue options yeah yeah it it's just yeah, like yeah. yeah the only time it ever matters in Battle Lord is when you execute someone, and then even then you can just load a save. But I've decided to um, become the executioner, and anybody I capture now just gets slaughtered. So it's pretty fun. Well, <laughs> it costs money to keep them alive, doesn't it? Well, you can ransom them yeah. for uh, uh, money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this looks a lot like the Shadowrun game. Shadowrun game. Except it doesn't have any combat. Mm. Yeah. But so the, Shadowrun is like. Like this, but uh, tactical turn-based, right? Yeah, tactical turn-based. A lot, lot of classics. But the same thing with Shadowrun. The f the first one I played and I read everything. There's no uh, voice acting in it, just so much text. And then by the time I got to the second Shadowrun, I was kind of over it, and I just started skipping past a lot of dialogue because it was just too much. Did you ever play the Dragon DLC, Bobby? Dragonfall? Yeah, Dragonfall. Yeah, that's what I'm referring the to as the one. second one. I gotcha. Yeah. And I think that one was standard. higher... That one was higher, uh, higher rated. They were both really high. Yeah. Yeah. You were. should check it out. I think you really like it, especially if you're in the mood. Yeah. Uh, drag, and it's they're super old. You can play them off, off my account, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think there's like a, like a deluxe edition that combines like, because there were a lot of updates to those games, but they and were they were really good. I want to say that you- Which games? The, the Dragonfall Dragon series. And it's oh, a whole yeah, world yeah. because it's fantasy creatures in a- Shadowrun. Uh, Shadowrun. Shadowrun. Um, it's a fantasy creatures in um, a cyberpunk universe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so there's magic and tech. Yeah. That's cool. And I think you can mix uh, classes, Bobby. 
dual class. Uh, That's why there were so many. I might be off, but I f- remember being like a, a tech. Yeah, I, I think you can make stuff. Yeah. Anyway. But the, the thing that the hackers use in the Shadowrun games are called decks. That's mm. like their tool they use like to do all their hacking. So... Uh, that's why it kind of reminded me of Game Deck. I'm yeah. so glad that you're here, Bobby, because like I was, I was like, "What is Bobby's not? <laughs> like, what what is that game? What is that <laughs> game?" I was like, "I know Dragon is in the sequel." Yeah, yeah, but but there is combat in that one. So in in Game Deck, it's just all dialogue. It's just all story. Mm. It's all dialogue, and it's all choices. Yeah. But it's it really is a, a great lot game that makes you think. It is a lot of reading. That's true. Yeah, should uh, see what Red thinks about that one. <laughs> All right. Um, like so, <laughs> thanks to Pyronical for uh, four months up. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you, dude. All right. Uh, you know what? I I forgot to put this in the notes, but I feel like we should bring it up. So, big news: Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard. Bought it, right? Is yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's gone through yet or technically what. Technically, the transaction's not complete until all the assets are transferred. But yeah, it's essentially done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like officially happening for sure. I'm excited uh, about it. Are you guys? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of um, details, but, you know, there was a little bit. So Phil Spencer said that they are going to try to put whatever they can on Game Pass because the big question everybody wanted or everybody had was, does Call this mean Blizzard games are coming to Game Pass? That's what you would think. So, right? uh and the way that it, it was carefully worded for sure in the tweet, I think he said this, but it, it, it was basically him saying, we're going to try to get as many games as we can onto Game Pass. But right. So, I mean, when you say it like that, it's like, well, we couldn't get any or we can yeah. only get this one. It, you can't hold them to anything. Mm. So, I mean, well, we'll Overwatch see. on there would be a great thing for Overwatch. Right at this point, I have no idea what I the state so, of yeah. Overwatch yeah. is like with you, the esports and everything. They have microtransactions. You can buy crates or keys or something, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be great for them to put it on there. I yeah, think. I think it'd be great I, for a lot of them, like especially Call of Duty. Could you imagine all the people you yeah. control and fight with now? <laughs> like now that it's free, can you imagine all the shit talking? That'd be wonderful, dude. Like mm-hmm. you had to wait for it to come out on Game Pass to afford it. Like <laughs> no, and, uh, with Call of Duty, it feels like it's about time for uh, Overwatch to go free to play. Yeah, too. agreed. Like, yeah, it came out six years ago. But yeah. it's like a. Did you hear what they said about uh, about Call of Duty and why it's um, that they're not going to make it exclusive or any of those games exclusive, like Call of Duty and all the other really really popular ones that are on like PlayStation, PlayStation Five and like uh, Switch and stuff. Not make it exclusive for what? For Xbox, because people that's one thing that people were afraid of. Like, oh shit, it's it's just going to be exclusive for Xbox and PC. Mm. Oh, okay. No, what, what which is like completely unrealistic when oh, you okay. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was really big. I called Chad and I was like, I was like, hey man. Well, first of all, I was like, you can't be slapping girls' asses and being like, job's done. <laughs> That's what I told. Terrible. <laughs> Over at Blizzard, uh, he's like, why would I work here then if I can't do that? <laughs> no, he's like, dude, I've never seen any of it. I was like, also, you're a Chad though, dude. You're like the problem, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's like, yeah, dude. It, like, it's just business as usual. And I was like, are you gonna get fired? And he's like, yeah, no, my. Uh, I think I'm going to be okay. They told us just act normal and keep doing what you've been doing. Yeah. And that's usually what happens with these big mergers like this or buyouts. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. And and if something does happen, like if games start popping up on um, Game Pass, I feel like it's going to be a while. But this is probably, given given everything that's been going on with Activision Blizzard, this is probably a really good move for them. I would think so, too. Yeah. 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 
And a good move for our launcher situation, right? Yeah, I no mean, kidding. one less launcher. Clark. Yeah, one less launcher, right? Yeah, yeah unless but they, they put a launcher in the launcher, dude. Like yeah. milk inside of a bag of milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, I hate that. that this Xbox launcher, launcher inside of a launcher inside of a launcher, right? Yeah. Uh, I've already named one Launchception, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, didn't some, Bobby, weren't you talking about um, a launcher launcher? That was an April Fool's joke, I think, by NVIDIA or someone. Oh. They're making a the game launcher launcher. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was their that was their their April Fool's joke for I think last year. Uh, they were yeah. like, "Welcome to the NVIDIA launcher launcher," and then they just had all the different launchers on it, and then it was just like, and then they had some made up ones too for just some random ass games. Yeah. Hey Chris, <laughs> can you put up uh, our our rewards list? Like, so because I'm about to chill. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, on our Patreon, which you can get to by going to our website, dlgaming.net, um, for our $5 tier, you get a green Discord name um, and get to go to the patrons channel. And by the way, there's a bunch of fancy people in there with monocles and shit. It's a very cool place to hang out. Um, <laughs> uh, you, if you're streaming on Discord, um, if you're streaming on Twitch, uh, you'll be at the top of our Discord, uh, and it'll say live, and people can just go right into your thing. So it might be an investment in your small streaming business. Uh, shout out <laughs> uh, Shout out when you sign up. We'll call you out and be like, thank you, dude. You're awesome, or dudette. Um, and so there's some movies in the DL shit that we got to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> um, and then you get access to exclusive coverage of DL gaming events like DLGCon and stuff when we live stream from there. And what else? Um, priority given to call-ins, which we haven't done in forever. We really got to go through these. But focus on the first things, guys. That that was really where the magic was at. Oh, and then you get to go into the High Score Hall of Fame, which you're not going to get to the top at $5 a month. But you are now in contention, so that's good. Um, next week, we'll go through the other ones. All right. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about our game of the week. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. That's okay. We can do it now. Let's do it now. Hidden deep. Yep. Wait, right. be before that, before that, real quick, real quick. Sorry. I know I'm ruining the momentum here, but um, what are Thanksgiving and Christmas and Mother's Day and Easter all have in common? Can they're anyone holidays. tell me? Yeah, they're, they're holidays. Exactly. They're holidays. They're tradition. And this world is made of strong traditions. And this podcast should have some strong t traditions. So. Here's my pitch for you guys and the whole community. Once a year for a week, we go back to Valheim. We have a ton of fun and we play a round of golf at February 7th, let's say. Just pulling a random. What do you guys think? I think you should look uh, when Valheim was released and it should be that day. Is that day important? Do you think? I think it was in February. So, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That works awesome. That's okay, what I'm cool. saying. Well, well, no, a, look it up. I'm not sure what day exactly it came out, but... Why not a day that most people have off, like Labor Day or something? Sure. Labor Day. Perfect. When's that? When we, when's, oh, like September, like, dude. Was September like, day. Yeah, February 2nd. Well, hey, you know, no, that lines up. It, thing. It doesn't have to be coming it, out. It should be like the Friday or Saturday that week, because that's when most people would have it off, right? So like right around the time of February 2nd then. So yeah, you, you nailed it, dude. February 7th. Although, does that coincide with uh, Dying Light 2? Because I feel like when Dying Light 2 gets released. I don't know. We'll figure out the details. We'll All have right. people, you know, like make this. But if you like this idea, 
let me know and come to the Discord and join the Discord. You can do that too. Thank you. Right. Thank you, everyone. You can get Thank there by going to dlgaming.net. It all happens there. It's where the magic happens. Absolutely. It's the bedroom of the internet. All right. Um, yeah. So we all played Hidden Deep um, this week. And um, so it's a fuck. What is it? What do you call this? Well, the game is not out yet. Uh, Dude, it's it's mm. it's a two D adventure, I think. Right? Two D action. Two D action. Two D action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're going. You're delving into uh, cave systems, which is under an ocean. Um, the you lost contact with the oceanic team that has like a base at the bottom of the ocean. You go down there, um, and then you start going into the rock underneath the thing. And look for your guys, basically, is the story. Um, it's 2D, but they're going for, like, realism quite a bit. It's almost like physics-based, the way the character moves. There's, like, ragdoll mm-hmm. physics and stuff. And the shooting um, the shooting and the movements, it was, it was all, like, pretty realistic, I felt. The guy jumps realistically. He moves his arms realistically. The cables, the um, grappling hook, it all seemed realistic, which is odd, from this perspective, you're, you usually don't go for realism when you go for the 2D uh, perspective. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, the monsters and the sounds were scary um, when I played it. Yes. You you only get to see a little bit. You have this one little light around you, and that's pretty much it for the most part. I'm seeing some shit on the screen that I have not seen, and I don't think I want to see it. That looks fucking scary looks as shit. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, I got to the point where I... I found what some of the crew, one, one guy, and then at that point, it became like um, you have to move them independently. So you move one, and then you put them in one place, and then you move the other one. And then at that point, I was like, all right, I should be playing this co-op. Like It looks like, obviously, this is made for co-op built from the ground up because it has multiple characters that I have to uh, play uh, separately, and that just seems time-consuming and... Maybe it lends to some of the problem solving because what I did with one of the guys is I I moved him to a section with his gun out and left him there with a the gun out. And I believe he acts kind of like a turret, so he'll, like, kill things. But it would be way better if it was somebody. And I have not been able to play the co-op, even though we all own it. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, there was co-op <laughs> on this game. Four-player co-op. Until you guys had mentioned it. Yeah. Um, you can't control multiple characters, and at a, a certain point, you can control up to four of them. And you need to use them in ways that, like other games, where you have one character, like, lower an elevator or drive a thing, and the other person is then able to do something because of that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a scary adventure game it it reminds me of a few other games like lone survivor Uh, that's a game not a lot of people had played it came out maybe almost 10 years ago it was like uh like a 2d silent hill almost Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what this feels like when i first saw it i thought oh this looks like the swapper which was this great little game that came out i think 2013 and we all kind of loved it and forgot about it. But that was a puzzle game. That was where you could like swap bodies with like other characters, basically like swap souls almost into these other characters. Uh, this game is not a not really a puzzle game. There's some combat in it. You pull out a gun. You can, you shoot things. Um, it's almost but, survival horror. Yeah, two D. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. a survival horror game. But that it's really about survival horror. Yeah. It's really about the exploration and taking things very slowly. Whew. Because if you if you get 
to um like if you jump over a ledge you could die very easily from fall damage uh if you use your grappling hook and slam into a wall or fall down like you you can die pretty easily Dude. in some cases but the first 10 minutes i probably died 15 times mm -hmm. and then you know you start to take it slowly it's kind of spelunky in that way where like yeah. anything can kill you so you well, got spelunky is very fast paced yeah and that's kind of how i first approached this i was like all right let's go jump jump you know i was treating it like super mario bros yeah. or something <laughs> um and then i died just jumping down off of a ledge so i thought okay and there's a very kind of comical ragdoll effect to this too although uh, there's a like a small like ledge like four feet and I, I've made that jump before, but I tripped and my head went first and I did that four foot drop head first mm -hmm. and my <laughs> I died and my my fucking helmet went flying like 50 yeah. feet, dude. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's a good game. So I, I think I made it to the end of the fourth level and something happened. Um, I was controlling multiple characters. I had to find a data disc and then I must have had to bring this data disc to a certain area, but I took one of the other characters and I moved him to what I thought was the exit. And then the screen went black and said, you failed your mission. And it started me at the beginning of the level. I thought, ah, screw it. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure this is a beta yeah. that we got. Um, I'm not sure how much content no. there even is. No, it's not a beta. Sorry. Oh, it's not. No. Okay. Uh, you, yeah, full game, but it is an early access, right? It's an early so, access, but that is a copy yeah. of the game. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Nick, um, what did you think? I got to the third level. Um, I think the game reminds me a lot of Carry On. I like a lot of the devices that are in the game, but man, is the game fucking scary, man. Um, I do like the realistic physics. I don't like some of the nuances as far as how realistic it is, I did have a moment like you where I fell head first and just died. I'm like, all right, man, like I got to start all the fucking way over. Um, well, the setback but, isn't that far, dude. The checkpoints no. are really close, usually. Yeah. yeah. It's like, here's uh, that ledge again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try not to you trip this time. Again. Yeah. Um, but it, I, you know, I think it's. I think it has plenty of potential. I, I unfortunately, I'm not going to return back to it. I, I don't really like these 2D games. Um, but it reminds me, of, like I said, a lot like Carry On. I think it would be really fun to play with multiplayer with like four players. Yeah, I think so too. Mm -hmm. Well, Carry yeah. On, you play as the monster, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you're it does go, look like that. The the red stuff on the wall very much looks like carry on. You're gonna go so much uh, faster with multiple people, dude. They're literally like four times faster because you don't have to fucking pause one guy to move another guy. Mm -hmm. You could just be like, oh, you do this, you do this, you do this, yeah. right? Yeah, and when you do leave your character standing somewhere, I mean, they will shoot at stuff, but they can also die too. Mm. So. Um, that happened to me where I switched over to another character and was doing something, and then somehow the the last guy died. Last that happened to me when I was using one of those uh, those probing balls. I was like, oh, what's over here? And then meanwhile, my guy's getting eaten by bats, and you can't cancel those things. Mm -hmm. They have a, a, a time limit. Yeah. Now, there doesn't seem to be any sort of, like, perk system, talent points, or anything like no. that. You have gear, and that seems to change per per level. Um, you have like this orb you can throw out to scout locations and zap bugs. You have uh, some uh, explosives you can use to basically drill down. And you get like a, like a machine gun at some point other than just the random pistol. Mm -hmm. So you, like, you get more gear as the game goes on, but it doesn't look like there's any sort of uh, 
Perker talent system, which I don't know, maybe that, that could have added something to this game. But I noticed maybe because he was an engineer, one of my characters was a really bad shot. Like when you mm. point at something, shoot, I could see the red dot or the red line just like wavering. Mm. Like he, he couldn't steady mm. his Or was shot. he scared? Yeah, maybe he was terrified. I don't think so. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I figured it was because he was an engineer and not a, whatever the main guy is. <laughs> no, it could totally be. Yeah. It could totally be. Uh, yeah. Um, so I would put it in the recommend column. And I really want to play it in, in uh, multiplayer. I mean, I think that's what it was made for. That's the way we should play it. But, you know, we're adults. With well, online, uh, online co-op is only two players. Is that right? There's a uh, yeah. Sorry, online co-op is only yeah, two online. players, and split screen is up to four players. So I feel like it's kind of meant you and your friends go to a couch and you have a scary time. But. I see. Mm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I would recommend. Where are you guys at? Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I thought we had just gotten like a like a beta copy of the game. Um, but knowing that it's the actual game, I'm probably going to continue to play this. I, I'm not thrilled about doing that level four over again. Um, but Wait for I, one of us. It'll go fast. I wonder if you can join into my already uh, started playthrough. Mm. Uh, we'll have to try it out. Yeah. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't mind it so much as a single player experience. Yeah. Uh, Nick. Recommend 100 percent. Cool, man. I thought you were going to get it after you. Yeah, it sounded, it sounded bad. Um, no, no, cool. no I, don't, I don't think it's bad at all. It's just I, I'm not a big 2D, 2D game fan at all. Yeah. Like 2D side-scroller fan. Um, you were born like, before. Really <laughs> that shit had already like, phased uh, out. That shit had already phased out when you were born, dude. Like there was no more 2D <laughs> at that point. He's about to turn yeah. 30, dude. He's like a little baby. Wow. Hey, I turned 30 <laughs> in like four months. Thanks for remembering. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we got next? Where are we at? What's going on? What's my it name? Is, it is time for listener questions. Who am I? Listener questions. Here. I gotta, fuck. Sam's asleep. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> we got a dog barking. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, well, let's move on to, um, we've got some rapid questions. I think this comes from Morconius. Yeah. He's got some rapid questions for days, and she's joining us for the first time. Uh, so let's burn through these. Number one, top three games all time. I would have to say uh, Elder Scrolls Three, Morrowind. Morrowind. Okay. Uh, love that game. And then additionally to definitely wow. Divinity Original Sins Two, um, mm-hmm. and probably the third one actually Disco Elysium. To be honest, mm, okay, love it. Yeah, uh, Divinity definitely in my top three. I feel like most people choose Oblivion when it comes to an Elder Scrolls no. game. I'm kind of surprised at the Morrowind pick. I, oh man, I you have no Morrowind's idea. I was great. so obsessed. Yeah, I was. A, I did fan fiction writing Morrowind. Like I, I <laughs> went down the deep. Yeah, I went down the, the deep hole with team. it. Yeah, no, I was a high elf, wow. high elf in the Mages Guild. No, <laughs> that was my spirit animal. No, anyway, um, yeah. So preferred game genre would be definitely RPGs, and I like the different um, kind of subgenres that happen with rpgs as well i obviously lean a little bit more towards like story based rpgs but do you know about skywind skywind yeah it's morrowind inside of the skyrim oh engine. yeah yeah okay. i'm familiar yeah okay. are they supposed to finish that this year i'm not sure but um it's either that one what's the other one uh what did you mention bobby not the other oblivion sky oblivion, oh, sky oblivion is the other one i don't know which one's bigger I'm with Marconius, though. Like, at the end of the day, Morrowind is a tough game to get back into, even if they did upgrade, like, the graphics. It was definitely, like, a heyday in its moment, you know? Yeah. Like, I, it really took 
a hold of me with like at a perfect time, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's really kind of. But it is it is my top game of all t- one of my top games of all time for sure. Damn, right. yeah, loved it. Um, is, so. is this your fan fiction account? Uh, do you go by Shaz Lizion? <laughs> no, dude. I I wrote that shit out on, with pencil and paper. <laughs> you will not find it online. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You had to read your journal and no quest markers. I had a I had a game guide though. I was oh, really into it. Yeah, no, I love I love that game. Um, so you said favorite game genres RPGs. Uh, my favorite DLG podcast moment was. <laughs> was definitely the not suitable for work episode almost the whole thing <laughs> um i'm super well, honored oof. and happy i got to see that because i had no idea bobby <laughs> uh about your life yeah, before yeah. this that, that's, that's why i'm not allowed in canada <laughs> that blew my mind <laughs> so definitely that i'm not spoiling it for you we need a not suitable for work part two if you want spoilers uh his name was sandra before oh he was a woman what? What? Boy, he was like, I had no idea, Bobby, <laughs> about your past life. I was yeah, like, no, it's a, yeah. it's a secret. Keep the mystery alive. <laughs> trend- <laughs> I was going for the transition joke. All right, never mind. Let's keep uh, going. Favorite game soundtrack is going to be, I mean, anything in the Elder Scrolls series, but Elder Scrolls Skyrim specifically <laughs> was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah amazing. That, that chanting amazing. gets my testosterone oh, out. It, it gets me excited, man. I love it. It yeah. pumps you up, you know? Yeah. Uh, how much more accurate am I going to be on with info on the podcast? Uh, at least 20 times better than Nick. Uh, probably 10 times if Emilio keeps feeding me mezcal. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so but aiming for 20 times, you know, <laughs> but uh, I think the hottest video game character <laughs> is weirdly Hitomi from Dead or Alive 3. <laughs> Is that the Very super specific. big tit one? No, she's not. She's like the karate character, dude. Like the girl next up, door. Dude? Yeah, it's the girl. <laughs> Yeah, there Which you one's go. Tell me. Yeah, oh. dude. Oh yeah, she's very like uh like yeah, girl, girl next door. She's very girl next door. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think yeah. she's the hottest. I don't know, I like her. Um, yeah, I don't know about those bangs. <laughs> no, not, not for you. <laughs> not big on the bangs. <laughs> Fucking rude, dude. Jeez. Yeah, um, I mean They're most like big of eighties bangs. Yeah, I'm sorry, we can stop talking. No, about it's bangs. all good. Most <laughs> of the characters from that game though definitely make the hottest list for me. Uh, and then uh, you have, like, I'm assuming you're asking if I snack while I play video games. Weirdly, no, not really. I don't really eat while I play video games. Not often. It might be popcorn, if anything. Or I, I really like roasted seaweed as well, <laughs> which is odd. Sometimes I'll eat that while I'm playing video games. Uh, that's about it. Um, if Henry Cavill invited me to his house to paint Warhammer figures... Uh, Nick would probably murder me in a jealous rage of, I'd imagine Nick that you would, we would be really close, really good friends. You'd convince me to have you come over because you would know the best color swatches for whatever character it is. And so then I'd invite you over. I actually wouldn't. I would send Leslie with you. I would be like, here, Leslie. You can uh, well, then, that's, then that's you're not going to get to meet Henry Cavill. Crush. Yeah. <laughs> well, if if you wanted to meet him, though, man, no, that's the way is not through your woman. But like, <laughs> it, it would be. I don't care. I'd be like, hi. Can I just can I just see your army, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He'd be in the corner, uh, just painting, going to town. If if Sam went to meet Henry Cavill, I'd give her full uh, fucking like what. A, free license to have sex with him. We're taking how, a big bath. Everybody. Everybody's really? taking a big bath yeah, really, together. Dude? How could really? you not? Yeah. <laughs> Look at his bangs, dude. 
<laughs> well, you're talking to Emilio, not Bobby. Well, I mean, he is Clark Kent, so he's got to have that one lock of hair that always hangs down That's in right. front. The curly cue of justice. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's the Witcher, dude. Like, jeez. <laughs> You're a Witcher, Harry. Was it last episode that I realized he was British for the first time? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Never knew he was British. He actually, I I looked it up afterwards. He grew up on an island that is like right in between France and Britain, Mm. Jersey. It's uh, It's called Jersey. Yeah. Because at first I saw it, I was like, this guy's from Jersey? He's not British. (laughs) (laughs) Jersey. Sure, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. If it's an island, yeah, he probably grew up on the Jersey Shore. Oh, sure. he did. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he gym. Uh, he definitely gyms. I mean, probably he's got to do laundry. He as lifts well, the island. It yeah. looks like he lifts he the island. He doesn't tan very much, it seems, but he don't need to. Um, and the last one, uh, Hideo Kojima. You know, I eat sushi, but I still am not familiar with playing a lot of his games. Not going to lie. I know he's a heavy hitter and like an amazing... Uh, what is a developer? Maybe I'm going into the Nick realm of being inf- misinformed, but um, I know Death Stranding and Metal Gear Solid are like huge pillar video games, but I've never really played either one. I think if I had a console, I would definitely play Death Stranding, though. Um, I just can't get into it's weird. I, I really enjoy story based RPGs, but when they are too much like a walking simulator in a way, um, like Death Stranding, I, I can't get into it with PC. But if I was sitting on a couch or laying in my bed, hell yeah, I'm down. But nice, yeah. Hey, thanks for. See, we should have done this, but we have Arconius to do things like this for us. So thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks, Arconius. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, he also asks. Now that Chad works for Microsoft, things are going to go south, right? I mean, he doesn't have a great track record. <laughs> uh, Sony, oh Sony did really well after he left. Blizzard did really poorly when he joined. <laughs> so we'll see. Okay, Microsoft buys Activision. Do we see any other big deals in response? Any moves for EA or Take-Two? Could we see a tech giant like Amazon make a major move to secure development? I'm honestly surprised they haven't. I mean, Microsoft's just like, yeah, we're going to buy Bethesda and all these other developers. And Amazon has the money to do it, certainly. But they insist on making their own games. And mm-hmm. they've had... They've had that w- one good one, but the other ones just immediately fell flat and they just cut the cord yeah. like, immediately. I've never seen anyone pull the plug on a game They're so fast. Throat. That's what yeah. you can do with infinite money. Yeah, it's dude. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, more acquisitions? I don't know. Um, I mean, Amazon did buy Twitch. Yeah. Why would um, they buy a deal. development company? I read an article about that, about like it takes a time to no pun intended, develop a development development team. Um, it takes years. It's a culture that, you know, you make one game, you make two games, you make three games. You slowly, your people are getting better at making video games. So just to throw, you know, get a bunch of strangers together, put them together and try to get a good game out of it is nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. Look at, yeah. look at When's someone going to buy us out? <laughs> I don't know. Hell yeah. Are you listening, Microsoft? <laughs> yeah. DLG on the table. Come on, Amazon. Let's yeah. talk. Yeah. Phil Spencer 
did message us one. I mean, he does listen to the podcast. We know pretty much confirmed. So I think we're good. Yeah. yeah. But, it's, but it's good that Call you brought me. that up, though, Emilio, because like I I was uh, reading the Blood, Sweat and Pixels book where they kind of talked about a bunch of different. They talked to a bunch of developers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's a big thing that they were talking about is that so much of the success of how a game comes together really does depend on the chemistry of the group that's developing it. Yeah. And it's not just something that you're going to want to just throw in or even look at somebody's resume and be like, wow, this is really impressive and bring them on like they they really need to work with the team but not too much chemistry because then you start getting into fucking me too and stuff so <laughs> or you know is that chemistry just, uh, yeah i was gonna Lack say up. consent yeah. is kind of the key <laughs> with the yeah like if it's consensual <laughs> like, that's a totally different story yeah Some one-sided chemistry yeah, yeah exactly um okay question from hoosier 89 if you could be any character from <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> I just, okay, who's your... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. All right. I'll explain it really quick. I was watching American Dad the other night, and there's a joke that the alien makes. <laughs> He's like, oh, Hoosiers is on. Finally, a, a basketball movie without black people. Um, oh, man. Uh, um, if you could be any character from a video game, who would it be and why? Uh, huh. Ooh. Be the Witcher. For sure. Uh, Kratos from God of War so can finally be a good dad. I'm just kidding. Is what, Amelia? Um, He's like tortured, you know? Like physically tortured is a bad... It's hard to become a witcher. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. That's what makes it more badass. Yeah. I don't know. Because you think you'd want to be the hero, right? Yeah. But listen to this. What about Princess Peach? She's got a pretty good deal. She's just <laughs> hanging out in castles, getting rescued all the time. I don't know, man. No, she's got to deal with Bowser's creepy fucking what's Bowser, fingers, dude. Yeah, yeah what's Bowser like, doing... She's probably tortured too. Hashtag we just don't watch too. it because it's Dude, for Bowser, children. Bowser's probably like, <laughs> hey man, that creepy Italian guy. <laughs> Clown get, lotion get would be milk. In, yeah. Would you be inside of a bag of milk or outside of a bag of milk though, lotion? That's really. <laughs> 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 That is an interesting world where, like, Mario is, like, an incel and Bowser's like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'll keep, like, I'll pretend to be your boyfriend. I'll keep hiding you in castles. And Mario just, mm-hmm. like, knocks down the door every time. No? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. true. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mario's a stalker. Who Those Italians, like, yeah. dude, I'm telling you. They make terrible movies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You've never been more racist on one episode. I was going to say, like, geez. Uh, <laughs> you got something on your mind, Bobby? <laughs> uh, I mean, what's funny is most of my heritage is Italian, so I feel like I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I think I have like, license. Good Italians here. don't have good PR people. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, that is an interesting question. Who's controlling the narrative there with the uh, Bowser-Mario situation? That's a good point. I saw a guy uh, wearing a shirt uh, said Mario since 1985, and I was, I was like, "Fuck, I want that shirt. That's awesome." You think about how so long want- one character has permeated our lives. It's great. You want to hear? Like you want to hear some absurd shit that I just found out today on Reddit? <laughs> so if you play the original Super Mario, right, and let's say you're on like World Four One, oh yeah, die, yeah, I posted. If this. you hold A <laughs> and you what? If you hold A and press pause as you die, you will stay on uh, four one four one when you respawn. Yep. Crazy. Yeah, that would have made my life so much better. It should have been in the booklet, although I don't think anybody read the booklet. Well, maybe it was like a secret, like yeah. that, or for a developer trick too. Yeah, they put mm-hmm. those in there for uh, game testing. Emilio, have you seen those shirts that say like Jesus zero A D? No. 
It's really, it's crazy how like one character can just anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I, th- I'm trying to think of an immortal character because I I just want immortality. So, can you guys think of one? I guess all video. I uh, are I know my answer to this question actually. What? Uh, Commander Shepard. Uh, the reason being is like I want to be part of that future. Um. Preferably, like, the one where you choose the ending where he lives and then they, like, restart, you know, humanity. Yeah. But then again, like, dude, you get to be part of the fucking, like, discovery of all sentient life in the galaxy. And, like, there's, like, the space UN. It's definitely better. It's better than Star Trek Universe, I think. It's cooler, I think. In the Star you, Trek just, universe. you just spoke some fighting words. Leslie's going to stab you. Next time <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one, man. Yeah, you're the commander of a fucking cool-ass spaceship. Yeah, but you live in a world that is coming to an end. Unless you do something. Yeah, but you solve it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys? Hmm. You going with Witcher? I'm going to stick with Princess I'm Peach. I'm sticking with the Witcher, dude. Are you going for Geralt or a Witcher? white wolf i'm gonna go with Geralt, dude yeah, yeah i was gonna say like he because well, he's, he's well he's a bit tortured obviously but then uh, like he also has like an element of humanity to him as a no, witcher sure. which is you really unique for most witchers yeah. and then god like have you seen the women he's with dude? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah like mm-hmm. tris mm-hmm. marigold and yennefer okay mm-hmm. hello yeah <laughs> so yeah, definitely Geralt, dude <laughs> bobby you got something yeah, I told you, man. I'm sticking with Princess Peach. Okay. <laughs> I'm not looking for adventure here. He's looking into, for always being pampered, you know, know between you're Mario and Bowser. reality, man. It's oh, not good. Um, I, don't, fuck, I don't know. Some, some Dracula character from some game. Just so I can live forever. It'd be cool to be a, it'd be cool to be a vampire and, like, kill criminals. That'd be cool. But Ooh, I, can I, you survive the vampires? That's the real question. Mm, mm. Not as well as you can. That's true. <laughs> All right. Question from Zap. Uh, I think he's got one for each of us here. So he says, Bobby, now that Microsoft owns HOTS, what characters would you like to see added? Dude, if they revamp that fucking game, <laughs> like, would you go back, Bobby? If they're like, No, no. First of all, they wouldn't. They're not just going to, like, redo HOTS. Not like, redo it, but, like, you know, if they uh, re-supported it, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, added more characters and brought back esports. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, Blizzard really put their money in the esports. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they really bet or doubled down on that. I don't know if that really worked for them or not. Are we going to see Master Chief in fucking HOTS? <laughs> I don't know. What's his ability? Plasma so, grenade? I mean, there were a lot of stuff that people Pulls would always say, like, oh, they should do the, They should do a lot of, like, classic Blizzard stuff, like Blackthorn, or... Yeah, they did have the Lost Vikings, the Lost Vikings. in there. Um, but I, I don't know. I remember one time... Um, one of the developers responded in Reddit and basically explained why, like, some cal- uh, characters get in and some don't. But, yeah, I mean, now that the universe has expanded, I, I don't know if they'd add more more people from, like, the Microsoft universe. But I mean, yeah. they never brought in, like, anybody from Activision, so I doubt they're going to do anything from... Yeah, and if, if they did, I feel like it would be, like, a Halo character that seems like the most natural yeah. person to bring in although i don't know how you really build a character like that without it just being rainer already yeah from starcraft 
Um, okay, Nick, what PlayStation game, past or present, would you like to see on PC that hasn't already been announced? Gran Turismo. Yeah, that's a solid one. I think dude. I think uh, I think Forza needs to be kicked in the balls. So <laughs> yeah, Gran give Turismo. me the year. Go get kicked in the balls. Give me the year. <laughs> Gran Turismo. Well, that's a realistic one, right? They're they're all about realism in Gran Turismo. Well, yeah, Forza Horizons Gran- is cartoony. Forza itself. There's another series. Okay. Forza is the simulation version. Hmm. Yeah. And, and the other a- thing is that Gran Turismo is. It's not only realistic, but the main thing about the game is the tuning. Like it's the it's like the ultimate part of the game is that you, you not only can you customize your cars and customize the parts, but it's also like tuning your cars to the point where like I need acceleration around these corners. Like I can do this amount of RPM and stuff like that, and it, and have this much torque. So Forza has all that. Crazy. Forza has all that, yeah. and um, you can upload your specs. And then uh, other people can download your profile, and um, that's what, that's how I do it because I don't want to go through the nitpicking. So I'm like, I find the profile that has what I want, like fast acceleration, lower top end, or whatever it is, and just download theirs and att- attach it to the car, and that's free. The paint, the paint jobs, I think you have to pay that character, uh, that player, um, in in-game currency, but it's it's negligible money. It's like a couple hundred, yeah. and you have hundreds of thousands, but it's fucking dope. In those games, Gran Turismo and Forza, they just have a lot of high-end cars, right? Like They got the ridiculous stuff no. like Ferraris, but they also have like cars you would see out on the street. Yeah, they're usually tons of regular cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, could you drive like an 85 Celica or something? Yeah. Like, they're, they're in really? the, yeah. Just like any old car. Yeah, minivan. And, and not even souped up. <laughs> yeah, there's minivans. Okay. Uh, but huh. not even souped up. Like, you can have it, the original engine. And then, because they're in classes, right? So mm-hmm. that would be a uh, D car right and you'll race only against other d cars and it's a much it's a much slower race you know obviously but it doesn't make it easier because you're in the same Mm -hmm. oh that's pretty cool yeah you can play dude there are shitty cars in forza (laughs) yeah there's there's, there's just cargo vans you can just race cargo vans against each other nice mom soccer van yeah because it's always cool when you can drive your own car yeah in a game i have my colorado in in the car but i souped it up to wait i couldn't even stay on the track dude it was so fucking <laughs> just like every, every time i try to get back on the track i would fly over the track it was just too much can i drive a subaru you can oh call my subaru subaru <laughs> the subaru all right uh zap asks uh days what's your favorite state you visited in your travels and why is it still michigan also when are you coming to florida (laughs) so we're talking about this is funny uh her mom is encouraging her to start a blog or a blog right Mm -hmm. about all her travels but she's only it sounds like she goes she's just getting started so she's only been to three states uh technically four yeah Yeah, technically four she's like yeah, uh, well, I, well, I'm going to become a blogger. I've been to four states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been. I mean, in terms of like assignments, right, yeah, right, right, I've only right. been to four. I've been to quite a few states of just traveling around. But um, <laughs> I love this question coming from Zap because, as a fellow Michigander, he definitely gets it. Because <laughs> yeah, my favorite state is always going to be home, uh, which is Michigan. I think we've got great diversity. But each state honestly brings something really diversity, fascinating. You mean cold and cold. No, I mean, like, there's, like, the city of Detroit and even Grand Rapids, and then we have sand dunes. We have uh, lakes that look like they're oceans, but they won't try and actively kill you like Mm. the oceans do. Um, We've got 
got, you know, plains, flatlands. We technically have two mountains. Uh, I think they're probably about the size of Golden Hill. But, hey, you know, they technically count. Uh, so we have cliffs and stuff. Like if you were to look up pictured rocks and like Isle Royale, they're very different than a lot of other parts of Michigan. But at the end of the day, like we're always biased to the states that we grew up in. Right. And so, yeah, of yeah. course, I am going to say Michigan because that's home and I and I love Michigan. Um, we have all that stuff plus the sun. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> in the winter you really appreciate cuddling up to yeah. a good buddy and getting some maple syrup, dude, putting that shit in the uh, snow and basically being Canada light without being Canada. <laughs> and so <laughs> with having great access to Canada. No, I think each state is really cool and different. You know, like I've been to Texas and they've definitely got amazing food and barbecue. I don't think anybody could uh, compete with that. California certainly has the views and all kinds of all kinds of stuff in California. So I'm excited to be here and check out more. Massachusetts had amazing seafood and Arizona had incredible hiking shit looks like Mars without being it it was just gorgeous and the saguaro cacti are like wild shit's out of video games it's awesome wow and I, and I don't know when I'm coming to Florida, man. I have to have an entire additional license just to work in Florida. And I don't know. Might I hear, be worth it, right? Well, I, don't, I, ne- I wouldn't necessarily say it's not worth it. It's just more difficult when I'm competing with a lot of people in the field that already have their Florida license. So it's a competition thing. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just a better version of Florida anyway. So you're going to get all your Florida in this. Have year. you been to Florida? I have. Yeah. For like an extended period period of time? No. No? It's a weird place. (laughs) They got a Disneyland too, don't they? It should be its own country. (laughs) Did you go to Pensacola? Yeah, it really should. (laughs) Um, And then for me, what video game character could drink you under the table? Um, I think probably the Witcher. Uh, They have resistance to poisons. I think he says he has to drink a lot to to get wasted. Although he does get wasted in um, a scene in Witcher Three that which I talked about extensively on this episode. Just that one scene, I loved it so much. Getting drunk with your buddies and you know one of them gets lost, and you have to go look for him. You're all fucked up. It's great. Um, yeah, probably. How he says really. that it's certain alcohols that he's resistant to. Oh, could be. Like I, th- I thought it was like wine and beer. He can just drink like a fucking camel. <laughs> hmm. Um, is that it for the list of questions? Uh, that is it. So what's everybody playing next week? Dude. Uh, for the king and flying to California. Uh, <laughs> Nick, are, uh, I, I wasn't here when you were talking about it. Are you coming to San Diego? No, unfortunately I'm not. So I have a limited amount of leave and I'm going to be going to California for a baptism. Oh, so gotcha. I'll be up north for a week and that's it. Okay. In cool. sweatpants. Yeah. Track, <laughs> matching track shoots. <laughs> yeah. um, I will. I think I'm going to bite the bullet and buy fucking God of War. Mm. It's like undeniable. Yeah. It's, at, it's at 98%. Yeah, but that 2%, you, Emilio. 98? <laughs> where it's like. I've I never seen 98. There, never. I've never seen anything over 95. Ever. <laughs> It's Did crazy. you see the post on Reddit where it's like, I was mad that God of War took Red Dead Redemption's uh, title for Game of the Year, but now that I've p- played it on PC, I understand. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that. So. Uh, about Will the Myth 2, I mean, I like that. It's just like, God of War just seems so fucking crazy. It's like, uh, how often does a game like this come along? So, mm-hmm. kind of have to play it. The second one comes out um, 
So I don't know what next week's going to be like for me. I'm getting my floor redone and they got to move all my stuff out because there's nowhere else to put it and then move it all back in when the floor is done. So it is possible that I will not even be home uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, but I'm hoping that's not the case because I would really like to play ready or not. Got it installed, ready to go. Just waiting until I got a good chunk of time to really get into it. Um, going to continue to play a little bit of For the King with uh, Nick. And I don't know. Backup plan if I'm not... Because I actually have to pack up my computer. My computer has not even been turned off in... Who knows? Oh, by like the way, a year. Uh, I upgraded to Windows 11. It was mm-hmm. super easy. Like, yeah, they I, make it really easy. I yeah. set it for 1 a.m. and just mm-hmm. walked away in the morning. It was Windows 11. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, they make it super easy. You don't lose your files. It's almost like uh, updating a Mac now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually have to uh, disconnect my computer, like take everything off my desk, pack it all up somewhere in my house, and uh, they're going to move everything out. So I mean, you could put it on your balcony. And I, cover I think the something. fridge is going to go on the balcony. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And I can store some stuff in the bathroom. Where's everything going? How long is this it's floor It's a packout company, so they come in. It's going to take a full day, at least, for the floor. Yeah, yeah. they're doing the entire floor. Um, but anyway, this is really exciting talk, I realize. But the backup <laughs> plan is, if that's the case, and I, uh, I can't like game on my computer, I'm going to have to figure out something I can play on my Mac. So. Mm. That's yeah. unfortunate. Oof. Oh, but Big don't oof. you have the premium fucking Game Pass yet? I guess you don't. No, no. Maybe you pay Xbox for it, Bobby. Cloud. Here's a crazy idea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, most games <laughs> most games do run on Mac. Although, you know what's crazy? For the King, Steam page says, yes, runs on a Mac. Mm. I go to the Epic Game Store, not compatible with Macs. Uh, uh, no idea why. Super weird. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dave? Uh, I also am wanting to play some more Ready or Not. Uh, I played a little bit of it, and I want to keep playing it, even though it makes me jump and scream. I'm super uh, super susceptible to jumping and screaming in games. Like Skyrim scares me sometimes, and that's weak. But uh, Ready or Not definitely has been fun the few times I have played it, so I definitely want to play some more of it. And I want to check out um, the... Um, Reverie Knight's Tactics as well. Oh, yeah. That's supposed we're to come out on Tuesday. So I want to check that out. And then uh, well, on Switch, the Pokemon Arceus or whatever is supposed to be like, I don't know, it looks like Zelda oh, to yeah. me and, and Pokemon. So I want to check that out as well. Cool. I should have a good week for gaming. Yeah. Um, Chris, I'm just going to drop this on you. I got a new segment. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to give you two it. news stories and I want you to pick whether it comes from Canada or Mexico. <laughs> okay. okay. This is fun. Now, I don't want you. Don't jump ahead. You wait till you hear both all the way through before you pick. Got it? Okay. All yeah. right. Go arrested after walking into a Tim Hortons and <laughs> refusing to leave. He was very unhappy. Got it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other one is a uh, gas pipeline broken into by peasants and uh one light lit a cigarette and they all exploded and died did they say peasants yeah. villagers yeah okay oh jeez okay. the peasants one is definitely from canada 
Is it from There's Quebec? Tim Hortons in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're Tim Hortons, Michigan, but I don't you know. know, dude, that video—it's crazy. Bienvenidos al Team Hortons. They're all, <laughs> they're all stealing, they're all stealing gas in buckets, and some oh, idiot God. walks up with a lights a cigarette, it all explodes. There's a guy filming. There's a guy on fire running at the guy filming. He falls in front of him. He goes, "Ayúdame, güey, me estoy muriendo." Uh, Help me, dude. I'm dying. And he goes, so die, dude. That's what he tells him and keeps filming. <laughs> Jesus. So what at the way? That's what he tells him. And he fucking, it's Mexico's fucking savage. Savage. Me Mexico, yeah, the people of Mexico have lost their, like, oh, no, I shouldn't say the people of Mexico. I'm generalizing all of them. A lot of people in Mexico have lost their humanity and empathy towards, like, death, as weird it's as it sounds, because you just see it day. every fucking day, dude. Yeah. Oh, great. So when are we going to Mexico? He just got done telling me I need to go to Tijuana in Mexico City. Yeah. Don't worry. You're going to light me on fire with buckets of gas. Yeah. Anyway, if you like that segment, come back for next week. I like that segment. That was pretty good. All right. Speaking for Bobby, Days, Nick, Chris, and myself, ready or not, tits. Ready or not, titties. Yeehaw. Titties. Yeehaw. That's some yee yee shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do the thing. Oh, uh, uh, it's too late. Lego Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the Skywalker saga. I almost didn't even get the one done. <laughs>